welcome to episode 28 of Anne and Steve Talk Stuff, where an artist and an economist walk into a podcast and stuff happens. How are you doing, Stephen? I'm good, Anne. I'm good. I'm, we're, we're one year old, which is interesting. We're one year old. We are. Yes. yes. We would, someone would th- be throwing us a party right now and we wouldn't know that it was a party because we were only one. <laughs> And someone would be probably knackered. I, you know, I don't want to throw this party. I hate your one. When she comes over, I want to bite her face. But they'd all do it just for us because we were so cute. A very cute little one-year-old. A very cute. And then you know what would happen, and You know what happened. You know, just at the when the pictures were taken, we would sort ourselves. Oh, that's the well, thing that would happen. Rightly yep. so, <laughs> but the pictures would the big the pictures would bear no hint of this until we were twenty one and our parents were giving us uh, a big party and then they would tell the story of the time we tried to take a family photo when we were one. Yes, and we you know performed for them. So and, yeah, um, and given uh, that I, we I are like metaphor too far, haven't I? Anne? Well, I I, I think that you know they probably wouldn't tell the story. They'd probably have video evidence considering the. Uh, the, the era we live in. Funnily enough, true. we are one. And last week, I turned, I joined you in the in the camp of forty two. Oh my god! Oh my god! Welcome to the club. We're Welcome back to, to being the same age. With the... has everything started hurting? <laughs> just a little bit more. Just a little yeah. extra pain. Yeah. Actually, I heard this, this great yeah. thing recently. A friend of mine had a root canal, and she was given oh, no. serious drugs to to kill the pain. She'd be a little bit younger than us, but. Um, She'd probably say, I'm, I'm a lot younger than you, Aunt, but, you know, she's in her, her 30s. And she said she, she took the painkillers and went, it's like, I just felt younger, you know? I, I just, oh. there, was, there was no pain. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. I feel younger. Okay. I just felt younger. Okay. I just, there was no pain. Um, That's lovely. But yeah, I know. It was a nice... Uh, it was a nice little little touch. Um, that, that is that is precisely how um, Huxley describes the sensation of soma in a brave new world, right? So, the, so they basically all take this drug, mm-hmm. and it makes them feel young and free. That is how he describes it. You know? Oh, yeah. So, so I always teach Huxley um, versus Orwell, right? So, Huxley, Orwell is like the dystopia, disaster, everything's awful, nineteen eighty four, you know, nightmare. And Huxley is like, it wouldn't be so bad. You know, it's still not an idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's like, but the idea that you can just basically bathe people in chemical pleasure and it'll all work out. Mm. Like, and then you can control them that way. Uh, yeah. And, but that, it was, it's just interesting. That that's how, that's how your friend described it too. Right. Yes. Yeah. So feeling, feeling younger. And there is actually a genuine, you know, massive problem with painkillers in, 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 in the Western world. Yes. Know? And antidepressants. Um, I always find it really interesting. You can correlate the world's happiest countries with uh, the largest per capita intake of antidepressants. Um, which is interesting. Wow. Iceland, Iceland, Norway, uh, Ireland too, actually very large mm. percentage of the population have, um, I think it's eighteen percent have have some prescription for antidepressants over a year, which is fine. Like, but mm-hmm. it is interesting, and we're I think we're the seventh happiest in the world. Okay. You know? Yeah, so- which is which is uh, like uh, that could be wrong, but yeah, yeah, we're not we're up there. But that is, um, I think that's because, and I may have mentioned this before. I think that's because that's how we answer every question. 
right? So if you've got a Likert scale from one is a disaster and five is absolutely fantastic. And you go, mm. how are you getting on today, Anne? And you go, I'm grand. Yeah. What, what, do, you, what do you put? Yeah, four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't put a three. I'm grand. <laughs> you know, I noticed there's blood spurting out of, out of your neck. Oh, I'm grand. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh, oh. I see you're walking beside your parents' hearse. Oh, I'm grand. You know, like, I know. Oh, I'll put four there then. Okay. So I'm very okay. skeptical about those uh, happy economics of happiness studies because um because of that problem the problem of when language meets statistics you mm. always have there's an interpretation issue that uh, it can get in people's ways if you're not careful a friend of mine lived in finland now I, we can totally be challenged on this um lived in finland for some time and still has a huge connection there and i don't know if they have a proper word for I'm sorry. Like they kind of don't have a word for I'm sorry. And kind of what that does to a nation of they're just not very apologetic. Like they're not, they're lovely, but they're just not, oh, hey, sorry, sorry, sorry. Like we would have a bit of that. The the Brits would have a bit of, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it's funny, as you said, what language can do, can convey a false truth or it can convey an entire personality because if a word is there or if it's not there, um, what that does, what that does to us. Oh yeah. I mean, the, the, or, or the fact that sometimes language sets up chains of expectation that are, that are different in different cultures. So, mm-hmm. so you, somebody comes over to your house, you're Irish, they're Irish. You say, would you like a cup of tea or a drink or a packet of crisps? or a baseball bat in the head, and they will say, I know. And you'll say, ah, you will. And they go, I know. And then you say, ah, you will. Repeat forever until eventually you just ignore what they say and hand them the drink. And they go, <laughs> ah, grand. And then they're sitting down and, they, and what's happened in that tr- transaction linguistically is you've ignored what they wanted. Yes. Because they've said, please do not give this to me. And you've gone, fuck that. Here's the thing, right? <laughs> That's what's happened linguistically. But what's really happened is you say, do you really want me? Do, do you really, really want me? Do you? And you go, I do. I really, really want you to stay. Do you really, really want me? Because we're both Irish and this is going to be a really intense conversation. <laughs> I may cry. It's just, uh, you know, and you know, like, I'm going to be here for two hours. Like, are you yeah. okay with that? I'm giving you the out. Are you sure you want me? And you're like, I really, really want you to stay. And and then I'm gonna and then once the dance has gone on for long enough you're like I'm just gonna go get the drink that we both want to have is that okay and you're like yeah fine yeah and that's I I love that I love it I love it I love it I think it's fantastic but uh, a friend of my wife's um her husband is German and every Christmas they go out with this other couple and they come back and the the dance is you will you won't you will you won't and then eventually they come inside to the house and they get rat arse till five o'clock in the morning happy days mm. um, one time they got home from the the meal wherever they were and the wife ran up the stairs to use the bathroom and the uh the, the friend said oh oh uh, we'll be going now and the, the husband said w- would you like a cup of tea and she said oh no no it's okay and he went no problem see you again thank you very much for coming <laughs> and she was disgusted right <laughs> She yeah, was disgusted. She was absolutely disgusted, right? And you know, and she, and like uh, uh, our friend, whose name I sh- shouldn't mention, came down the stairs and was like, "Where's such and such?" Oh, she's gone home. Why? 
what happened? What did I say? You know, and it caused this whole thing. It took like it took like two weeks to fix because it was Christmas time or whatever. Yeah. And um, and I was going. We were. Everyone was looking at this guy, going, "How how how long have you lived here? You didn't know this, you know." And it's um, yeah, it's that thing of language um, that's sort of difference, right? That, mm-hmm. that, that a difference. Sometimes language has um, sometimes language has has really beautiful properties, you know. Mm. Um, there's a sort of an implied passivity sometimes. So in, in Irish, you say um, you don't say, you know, I am. Uh, I'm afraid or I am hungry, you know, uh, you say, right. So it's on me. Yeah. yeah. So it's not me that's hungry or afraid or whatever. It's, uh, it's on me. So I'm grinding, I'm grinding, I'm tipping along, doing my thing. And then all of a sudden hunger bashes me in the face. Yes. You yeah. Know, this kind yeah. Of thing. So, 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 or fear or whatever, but that, that, that idea, right. Of, of um, implied passivity and, and the idea that there's, there's an emotional kind of, connection that neither of us wants to necessarily acknowledge because that would be deeply embarrassing and who has the time and also mm. we both just want to get a drink yeah um but it all has to be mediated by language you know or in this in this era gifts maybe i don't know well no it's it is it is true and uh actually i i, I always like to apply the rule of kind of three with um offering or refusing so okay. uh offer twice and by the third time, they're probably going to say yes. Do you know? Like you kind of uh, offer yeah, once, yeah. twice, and then three. But uh, yeah, and I'd, like that, how many Irish people have gl- emigrated and died of thirst because they went, <laughs> <laughs> they, they never offered a cup of tea and just they said, uh, no, oh, no, no. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay, fine. And, and you try to explain it to people. And it's just, it's just a personality thing. It's, it's a na- national personality thing. And realizing you, once you were, we're not in Ireland. You needed to say yes if you wanted something because you were not going to get offered it twice more. So, so here, I think in Ireland, the problem with being massively indirect as a nation, and mm-hmm. we are deeply indirect, is that it's when there needs to be two people who understand the game that's being played. Yeah. Right. So in economics, it's called the double coincidence of wants. So imagine there's no money for a second and uh, I have chickens and you have oranges, right? Mm-hmm. And I have chickens to sell. you got oranges to sell. So I rock up and I go, yo, Anne, how's it going? Would you like some chickens? And you have to say, yes, I would like a chicken. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, my money is no good here. Yes. <laughs> and I have to really want oranges, you yeah. know? And so there's this double code. And then that's, that's one of the reasons it turns out to be wrong actually, but it was, it's been given for the, the appearance of money because neither of us with money, you just have it in your hand. Right. And you go, oh, I don't, I don't know what you're selling. I don't, I, I, I have chickens. There's someone back there. I have money from selling previous chickens. You accept this money. It's easier. Right. Mm-hmm. And so being direct is better because it's, it's, it's quicker. Yeah. But being direct is in a certain sense, a loss of information, right? Okay. Would you like a cup of tea? Yes. There you go. All that's, all that's told me about you is that you're a bit thirsty and you wouldn't mind a cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But if you go, would you like a cup of tea? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. What I'm saying to you is, I really like you. I really, really, I think you're sound. Yeah. And, and I'm not committing to 20 minutes and a cup of tea here. It's yeah. like a two-hour thing. Do you mm-hmm. know? My wife says, oh, I'm just going to go over here for a while. And everyone in the house rolls their eyes. 
right? We literally call it the yap. She's off for the yap. And we won't see her until like the stars are in the sky. Do you know what I mean? And that's fine. It's grand. It's, it's lovely. And, 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 um, and, but it, it's also far more intense. And it's, um, yeah, it says something much more. Now, of course, the Finnish can do this. Not because they don't have mates in Finland, right? Mm. You know, but they just simply say, I like you. I like you too. How much do you like me? Seven out of 10. Okay, good. That's fine. <laughs> you know, I like you five out of 10. That is fine too. You know, I mean, yeah, sure. But um, yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with, with our various hangups. Um, but anyway, I don't want to diagnose the national psyche. Um, uh, not, not at this hour of, no, well, well, it, it's, it's, hour of the morning. it's an yeah. early hour of the morning for us. Um, you, it's funny enough for the early hour of the morning, you've got quite a, a late night radio voice. Rocking a rocking a late night radio. Rocking a late night vibe. Maybe um maybe the uh the the listeners can can listener can can tell us which which they prefer. Do you prefer? Um, by the way, speaking speaking of listener, can I um uh, just say thank you very much uh, to the listener. I won't uh, mention your name because I didn't ask you that. I didn't ask you um uh, for permission, so I won't. Uh, mm. But but uh, a, a very nice listener. So I listened to our podcast about trees. Mm-hmm. And um, he sent in a thing about the Celtic tree calendar, Ooh. which I knew nothing about. And I was absolutely delighted. So, so thank you so much to that person. I hope you're listening to this one too. Um, yeah, so the Celtic tree calendar. So it's it's this thing of, of like, um, uh, I, I will I will send it to you in the chat window here and you can take a look. It's Dude. got this kind of cool wheel thing going on. And what it is, is this, is this uh, um, annual... Uh, what's it called? It's called it, 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 the Celtic tree calendar follows the lunar cycle. It's 13 months. It's 28 uh, days long. So you've got to imagine trees in a wheel where, and so where, um, where like uh, um, the number 12 is, is a beech tree, right? Okay. So, um, so what, what you've got is this, this, this sort of, this sort of fantastic thing of trees corresponding to months, which also correspond to ohm. So oh, you'll have gorgeous. an elder tree that has an ohm symbol attached to it. It's absolutely brilliant. Like, um, oh. so, <clears throat> excuse me. So uh, the calendar was uh, conceived by the British poet uh, and scholar Robert Graves uh, in his book *The White Goddess*, which is a historical grammar of poetic myth. Uh, first published in 1948 and on the way to my house um, at, a, at a frankly fantastic expense. I mean, seriously, you know, um, obviously Graves' book is not that, um, is not that, it's not that popular because it costs like 30 euros to buy this thing, but it's still totally worth it because um, uh, I, I don't know anything about this. Um, the idea of myth and poetic myth as well is, is great. Uh, my kids are really into myth. Um, and understanding it, but I don't know much about it. So, but yeah, but that whole oh, thing of, of, of um, the idea that you, you mark, you know, you, it, it's now September and, and you'll mark the, the, the lunar calendar by the, by the, I think, I guess the flowering of the tree. I'm not totally sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, That's beautiful. Yeah. Let's go back to the 14th century. That's class. Like, I mean, I just, it, it's, um, it's one of the things actually it's coming up a lot so so another thing for our for our, our, our both our listeners um is we, we've we doubled this, we've doubled now have we we've doubled. <laughs> ambitious we have uh, we we have um what do we have we have um 
oh yeah the proust questionnaire so we'll oh, do yes. that next week next week, That's okay. next week yeah uh, so, so i'll put the thing out on twitter in a minute but um the, the some of the some of the questions that are coming in are absolutely awesome like or the answers the answers to the questions the, yes. like like where are you happiest um uh, how would you like to die you know like they're, they're properly on the nose these questions like oh, cool. they're, they're not messing and some and people because it's totally anonymous like we're not gonna we're not gonna you know call around your house and be like we're staging an intervention it turns out you'd like to dry die being eaten by a panda or something like that's not yeah yeah that's like there's no um uh GDPR. GDPR, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, none of that stuff. Uh, we don't. We we love you, Anne and Steve, listeners, to two of you, both of you. And we, and we, we don't. We and we and we don't have the time or energy to be going to your house. So you know, I I've, I I find it I find it hard to schedule this podcast. So I'm I'm you we're know. not we're not the thought police are not coming. And what would happen if we did? I know what would happen. We'd rock up and go. Do you listen to the Anne and Steve podcast? And they'd say, "Yes." Do you want to come in for a cup of tea? And we'd be like, "No." And they're like, "Come on!" <laughs> and then you'd be like, "No." And they're like, "No, no, come on, come on, come on!" And they're like, "No, no, no, no. We're actually here to thought police you." Oh, 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 oh. And the, and there'd be no tea. No. Then they go. Well, you, you'll stay for a bit, won't you? <laughs> Five hours later, we'd fall out of the place half a bottle of whiskey in in this bar. You know. <laughs> I now we're going to go taxi. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you yeah. know, it is, um, it, it is, it is early in the day. Not that this means anything to anyone, because you'll be listening to this wherever you are, whatever time in the future. Um, yes, technically, twenty-one fifty. Twenty-one fifty. If we make it that far, Jesus. Um, but today, you do want to talk about something quite specific, something quite musical. If I am correct. Oh yes. So, um, Apple Music updated their Apple Music thing, and mm-hmm. I didn't notice for a while because I'm I like technology, but I'm not into the detail of it because um, there's a lot going on at the moment. We had to shut the university on Friday, and we're recording this on the Tuesday after that, and um, it's just actually been insanely busy. And I have mm. six hours of teaching right after this. So it's just like, yeah, it's been, it's been bananas. Um, so Apple, they, you know, you yeah. weren't not top of your priority. No, list. no, chuck it down. But, but, but so there's this new button on the thing and it says, listen now. So you push the thing and it goes, yeah, go on. And then it, it tells you, would you like to listen to the music that we think you'd like? And you go, yeah, screw it. You do your machine learning AI, Bayesian, whatever. Just, just, just play me some songs. And what it did was it played me a, Bunch of songs from the year 1991. Okay. Which was really interesting. Um, so uh, what age were you in 1991? And like, Well, I would, this time 1991, I would have just turned 13. 13. So uh, exactly the same as me. So a particularly formative musical moment mm-hmm. in anyone's life, right? Yep. So you're not an adult by any means, but you're not a kid anymore either, right? No. Um, you know the, the the kind of like you hurt your knee you're not going up to your dad going oh my knee you're gonna go, it's grand it's grand it's grand right you're grand right. um yeah yeah there was a lot going on in my life at the time and uh, which we won't go into but uh suffice to say things weren't ideal so the the music was really important and at that time in dublin in 1991 there were two ways of accessing music um tapes or a, a, a musical station called Atlantic 252. 
I don't know why there were no other ways of accessing music, but I've checked with two other people as uh, hardcore research for this podcast. I just WhatsApp my mates I was in school with and they were like, yeah, no, that is what we did. <laughs> I wanted to check my, was my memory right? And they were like, yeah, no, that really was it. Nobody listened to or uh, uh, 2FM or, or, or anything else. And there was, you know, nothing else. So this tape thing, we didn't do records and CDs were old people's things. So that, yeah, we were a couple of years away from mini discs. I don't know if you ever had mini discs. They, they were a great technology that really didn't take off the way they should That's have. Right. That's right. Because in 2002, along came Napster. Yeah. Remind me at some point to tell you the story of um, the MTV Music Awards in Dublin in the year 2000. Okay, um, I'm good. I'll take note of that, but we're, 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 we'll come back to it. That's a great story. Okay. That is a great story. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so that was just when Napster came in. So anyway, 1991. So what songs were big in 1991? Brian Adams, Everything I Do, I Do For You. Um, Paula Abdul, Rush, Rush. Um, More Than Words. So this is actually the song that started playing. Yeah, can right. I just say, before you said that, I was about to say, it's summer yeah. of 91, I was camping yeah. in Kerry for weeks and More Than Words was... Everyone. Uh, and I loved it. More it, Than Words. We little Hitachi right. mono radio. Yeah. And yeah. 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 More than words, absolutely. Yeah. More Go on, than sorry. words. So, more than words was the song of the summer for sure, right? Um, uh, yeah, Boys to Men, Mariah Carey, whatever. Um, good vibrations, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Marky Mark did well for himself. Yeah. He's now Mark Wahlberg of yeah. Transformers. I was going to say Transformers. Oh, oh, yeah, Mark Wahlberg's in Transformers. Okay, there's obviously a lot of those movies. I've seen a good few oh, of them. I never, uh, never they, saw him. They make it. one every six months or something. They're all the same movie. <laughs> you can watch them backwards, forwards, cut them in between. It doesn't really matter. They're big robots kicking each other. Um, uh, young boys really, really, really like them. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, th- th- there is a brilliant story about the Transformers movie teaching young men about death, uh, which... We might come back to. But okay. anyway, uh, the, the most important thing here is the idea of music being tied very specifically to memories in a moment. So you fix music in a moment. So you said, I said extreme and more than words. And you went, oh my God, in a field, Kerry, Hitachi. Like, like you literally remember the name of the brand of the radio. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Which yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Right. So, 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 so memory and mm. music, they collide in this, in, in, and they produce these very, very specific memories, right? Very specific, very, very tangible, um, sad memories, happy memories, you know, um, lots of people have, uh, you know, radio songs that were playing on the radio when they were burying their parents and they hear it again and they come back to burying the parents. Like it's that weird, thing that memory does the music does to memory but anyway 1991 what's really interesting about this music is that it is objectively terrible right the music is like the, the, the it's it, it's what music critics call the 90s right okay so not quite it's not the 90s it's not mid 90s culture it's still the 80s right they're still okay. pumping out 80s bands so mr big right is is they were they were absolutely huge this year, um, so uh, they were they were they were so huge. I've actually gone to the trouble of um, playing uh, getting the song ready to play. Right, so okay. if you don't remember to be with you. you are the one who wants- 
it's a big, big, big song. I'm hoping that was 30 seconds because I totally wasn't checking. Well, I'll tell you, I just yeah. uh, if anyone uh, can't hear that, because let's face it, we're recording this in crude ways, uh, and if our producer has not fixed it, um, you just just throw it into YouTube to be with you. Yeah. Funny little side note on that. They were, it was kind of a one-in wonder, but uh, my wife always says that um, she really fancied the lead singer because, let's face it, he looked like a girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, so this is the other thing, right? So if you look at extreme, right, the hairstyles are, well, the hairstyles Slowing. are, well, they had, they had a serious conditioner, conditioner bill. Let's conditioner? Like beautiful conditioner, hair. No, I mean, it was flowing. It was glowing. L'Oreal, I'm worth it. Oh, yeah, totally. And then um, the, the four lads in, um, in Mr. Big, you know, they had like really, you know, Oh yeah, and then um, uh, uh, Ugly Kid Joe, everything about you, right? Not in the Billboard Top 100, but mm. a big tune, right? A big tune, um, um, and yeah, they 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 did they, they, the cats in the cradle. So it seemed to be like two songs and you're out. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but this was also the time when if you got a hit song, like a number one song in America, you sold hundreds of thousands of albums and you're done you're now rich done right yeah whereas for... now now you get a number one song it's like how many did you sell like fifty thousand. i mean it hasn't even covered the cost of producing the album you know yeah um oh speaking of albums actually uh uh our 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 pal well not not uh, not our pal uh, your pal um uh, i'm just a fan uh, emma langford produced mm-hmm. um uh, a new album which is awesome mm. uh, and i i bought it on cd because because you can't buy it on because i want i want her to get the, the the thing and all that so um but it arrived anyway and i was like yay the cd has arrived it's beautifully produced it's got all this cool art and stuff and it's really really nice but i actually don't have anywhere to play a cd oh no <laughs> except my car so okay. i have my car is a crap old car so yeah. it's like a crappy ford focus thing so I, I was like where are we gonna play this thing i'm looking around i completely forgotten that i didn't have a cd player anymore so i was like <laughs> oh oh okay uh mm. so anyway long story short <laughs> long, long story short um uh we're gonna be listening to to, to uh bird song um and selling acorns um forever now because i'm not taking it out of the car so fair enough soundtrack to go to the place but uh, anyway, back it's to, better. Back to, it's back. better than the Lady Gaga CD that was stuck in my car for three years. So, oh, well, where? <laughs> my God. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. back to you and 1991. Right, so, <laughs> so what's interesting about 1991, right? What's interesting about 1991 as um, as a year, it, 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 it's not the 90s as we understand it. Okay. And it's not the 80s, but you still have these, if you like, 80s, um, 80s ideas. 80s vibes coming through music, right? And if you were 13 in 1991, you're also not quite the 90s version of yourself and you're not quite the 80s version of yourself either. Mm, So mm. really what strikes me about this is I wandered around listening to this music for about eight straight hours, right? I had to, and I, what I believe about it was the extent to which it brought up memories that I had completely forgotten about. Mm. Like 
totally forgotten about. Like Wilson Phillips came up. I mean, this is this is objectively terrible music, and like it's it's ah. Oh. I do, I don't know if I agree. Oh. No, I I. No. There's there is golden magic, and I, I mean I still think more than words is an amazing song. It's amazing. Ah, uh, I mean that's. I think I think it's an earworm. I think it's an earworm. Okay, okay. So I think what you need to do is you need to sit down mm-hmm. and spend a few hours with it and be like, ah, uh, it, it just it. What's happening now, Anne? Right, is you're remembering the song <laughs> through your memory, and you're like, oh, it's golden and shiny, and there's a Hitachi somewhere. <laughs> in their well, video I, right? do you know what i learned it on the guitar uh, i taught it oh, myself you? the guitar and i have to play it a lot at sing songs and it just it lives in my heart you know it's oh my god okay so, so, so you you have a different memory of it then to me because you you kind of you made it something to learn from it brought it well it also i suppose i brought it i'm quite a cheesy person Stephen. you might know this about me i'm quite cheesy and i often play at sing songs and i go for lowest common denominator what like will what, no Wall. that that's that's not a lowest common denominator that's just it's, shit but no i'm talking learn it no sorry it's learn the polka or a waltz or something but gone. that's not cheesy that i mean it, it'll get people singing um i yeah. like and, and oasis have great songs i'd be i'd prefer don't look back in anger it's a better joining oh, any I mean, song they're, they're a class band that's just but, a shit song i know terrible the words every, don't mean anything. every lad with a guitar oh god I'd be more of a, I'd be more like, you know, you'll end up singing Johnny Logan if I'm in the room oh, with the guitar. Oh, oh big that fan, of, big fan. So anyway, we, fan. we won't split hair because you are on your way to making a point and I'm just yes, here saying, yes, yes. well, look, but, but, some of this music is actually quite well-constructed music, but sure, sure. but I understand it. Uh, it's like uh, you realize because it was coming out of the 80s, they're playing on guitars, what normally was played on synths. So yes. it's kind of this in-between thing. Yes. But... Yes. Back so to your we're, point. We're so we are not in the era of like Nirvana grunge. Everything is gonna kick off, right? We are also because that's maybe two or three years away. We're also not in the you know eighties yeah. time, right? I'm, I'm talking about like 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 this culture in Ireland, right? Actually, in ob- Ireland, obviously, obviously, grunge is a big thing in Seattle at this point. But there's this thing, and, and the I guess what I was thinking about was um, if you could construct a pathway of and i don't know how you do this but but imagine walking around for eight hours and then somebody went 1989's music 1990s music 1991 92 and so forth right could you construct a path through your own memories such that you could in a sense produce a happier or sadder version of your own self because of the music so you could you use the music in a certain way to like lever up the good memories lever down the bad ones whatever so let's mm. say extreme was associated with a funeral or whatever and so you're, you're like google or not google um apple don't play that shit again i don't want to hear that yeah right so you drop that particular painful memory or maybe you want that memory Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, no, no, give it, give it to me, give that to me, but only at the end of the song because I want to cry. You know that thing. Sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, Could yeah. Could you use the music as a sort of touchstone for, um, for parts of yourself that you hadn't necessarily thought were there? Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's not quite therapy, but it's also not quite. Oh, remember that time that we were listening to Jesus Jones? You know, like it's not 
it's not that it's something more deliberate where you go i would actually like to access these memories please i'd like to i'd like to um uh deal with the moment when i felt really sad about that thing or go to that place where i was delighted about that thing mm-hmm. you know and i just have them be different moments and that i i was just thinking that that could be really interesting because we we have these boxes in our pockets that have all the songs on them we yeah. also have our own memory so you could just if you just walked around going this one makes me feel really sad this one makes me feel happy i'm bored with this one this is crap mm-hmm. this one enrages me this is triggering me now i'm having an anxiety attack because of <laughs> you know whatever right yeah 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 learn, right it would learn it would learn pretty quickly that you know um that janet jackson is is is, is omerta in your you know in, in in your world and mariah carey is the way forward or whatever right and you get there and i was just thinking about that that idea of um memory is therapy right okay yeah uh young he 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 talks a lot i've got i've got loads of psychology books here at the moment because i'm i'm um i'm reading a lot about something called family systems theory but Mm. the the um which is fascinating as well um but uh we we oh sorry i'm just looking at a post-it on my wall I bought I bought these giant giant post-its. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, you can't see this. It's basically an A4 sheet with a sticky thing on top, and yeah. one word on the top saying structure. Yeah, it's the structure of the next paper, and um, okay, I don't I haven't okay. figured the structure out yet, but I have all these. You know, post-its sort of, are meant to be like the size of a, a stamp or something. Like I that. bought them. I bought those out of pure whimsy because I was like, <laughs> I I don't need this in my life. But I want it. You know, I don't even remember where I bought it. But I, yeah, I just, just got, I just literally came home with these massive things going, this is the way forward. So you're talking yeah. about curating kind of playlists. Yes. To, yes. I curating your own memories, mm. right? Curating your own memories and your own emotional reaction to those memories. Like maybe you want to do a bit of aversion therapy and extreme makes you feel really unhappy. So you're like, fuck it, I want to listen to extreme five times in a row and just get over this. Okay. You know? And are we going to really stick with the, the 90s or, or well, is this just in general? We don't need to. It's just for me, for me, that particular year, just wandering around for a couple of hours, listening to that year right, yeah. was really like, oh yeah. So for you, it might be 2008 or 1974 or whatever, right? But the point <laughs> is the music itself accesses a certain moment. Mm-hmm. And I, I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, oh, there was another thing as well, which is, a huge song that year was Bette Midler's From a Distance. Oh, like geez. it was a massive, massive tune. Like she was just everywhere at the time. And then I was thinking like now it's literally from a distance, right? 1991 is, is a distance away. And, you know, uh, if when you, when you pull up Bette Midler's lyrics and I have, you see that she's actually talking about, you know, emotion recollected in tranquility. Yeah. Right? which is what Wordsworth used to describe poetry. He said, poetry is emotion recollected in tranquility. Yeah. And I was like, ah, okay, okay. So really what you're doing is you're kind of using music as a vehicle to access the poetry of your own memories. I'm like, right, right okay, okay. So this is a thing. So then I started doing it, right? I started going, okay, so how do I feel about this? How do I feel about that? How do I feel about this? How do I feel about that? And um, it's very, very interesting. I ended up listening to Mr. Big about eight times. And he's, 
you know, the first time or twice, two, two, three times, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, you know, fine. Yeah. And by the eighth time, you're like, this is just crap. You know, <laughs> it's just a crap tune. Now that's, that, that's my opinion. Who cares? If you love Mr. Big, maybe you have, maybe you have the four members of Mr. Big tattooed on your chest. I don't know. <laughs> that's fine. I'm not judging you. I'm not judging you. I'm saying this is my reaction, right? I'm yeah. not going to lie. If you've got them tattooed on your chest, I'm going to be a tiny bit judgy. I also want to <laughs> see the tattoo though. Don't you want to see the tattoo? Uh, who wouldn't, in fairness, you know? Yeah. Is it a good tattoo? Like, is it a good likeness? Do they all look like Homer Simpson, you know? <laughs> <laughs> who knows right i mean i mean really interested but that idea about yeah so so um music as memory curation mm. uh, music as effective uh memory editing and and poetry right mm. the the poetry of examining your own past i think that's class right it, as it's an idea yeah it, it's funny um I, I might have kind of dipped dipped into this a bit lately uh because playlists are now a thing you can do quite easily. In the past, you oh, yeah. know, we had to get our CDs down. And uh, CDs are also really expensive, which is why you're more prone to tapes. Because, oh, definitely. The, you know, to buy a CD was 18 quid. Um, and uh, so to, to to line up, I remember the first time you could make mix CDs. Like, that was just mind-blowing. I was like, oh, my God, Making I can CDs? find. Yeah, like you, you could. CDs? Like, burn them off your uh You'd have them on your lap, your not laptop. What am I talking about? Uh, your PC, and yeah. then you could actually make compilations like a mixtape, but on CD. And that oh, was oh, I I did this, but like in college. Oh I yeah, this, no college, know, not not, yeah. not nineteen ninety one. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. It was amazing to be able to make kind of mixtapes on CDs because it was even quicker. Like as in, you could just skip ahead. You wouldn't have to fast forward yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah. Drag um, and drop. Drag and drop. Yeah. And so now I I have some playlists on my, my Spotify, which I really shouldn't support because let's face it, I am an artist that makes nothing off that stuff. But what um, should you support if you're if you're like so I just uh, I don't know what to do. I have Apple Music because because mm. uh, I, I just mm, couldn't sign up to, you know, yeah. Well, Apple Music like still better than Spotify. I mean, like uh, Bandcamp is where people actually make money. Bandcamp. And then if you're if you're going to go for a big monster title is better than Spotify. But hey, I, I've literally never heard of either Bandcamp or Tidal. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, you see, Spotify is the big, easy one. It's, you know, it's, it's a really yeah. good platform. Um, yeah. But what I do in my... Um, is I do make playlists and okay. I uh, I have a playlist called Hangover. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's on your Hangover playlist? Right? Oh, shit. Are, are you on Spotify? No, no, no. no. Okay, I'm well, you're Apple a good, per good person. Uh, could, oh. I join, could I join Spotify? I would join Spotify for you just to, yeah, just to listen to your playlist. You'll have a lovely Sunday just listening. Okay, to okay, okay, okay. It's all very gentle. Very how, gentle. Do I, how do I? Okay, I'll join, join Spotify. We, we, might, we, might do, we might do this off uh, after the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've just told no, you not to join Spotify. I will forget. I'll, okay. forget. I'll be like, join what? You know, okay, so it, it, we should do a podcast about that how to support artists you love. That is true. Actually, we could get a guest on, maybe even get the, the lovely Emma on to talk about that because oh, that yeah. is. Uh, I, I, would, I, would, I would just fangirl. Um, yeah. It'd be hilarious thing. watching the two of you, I guess. So I, I, I got an Emma Langford t shirt. Yes. And um, uh, I was like really chuffing myself. And I was like, check me out. I'm so cool. I'm hip with and my son, who's bigger than me. Um, yes. several inches bigger he was like that's a cool t-shirt dad and I was like oh yeah thanks and I knew what he was thinking he was like that's my t-shirt <laughs> and 
And then we put it in the wash. And it's a class teacher. has got this beautiful floral thing on the chest. Yeah. Slowly. Put it in the wash. It shrank. <gasps> and now it's my daughter's t-shirt, Lally. which is grand, except there's a bit of a dirty word on it. So there we have is. this is bollocks on it. Bollocks. So uh, we can't have a nine-year-old walking around bollocks on her chest so, so it's yeah we're gonna have to wait till you know um one of us shrinks well just like, well yeah, we, we could we could get her we'll we might get her to talk about that we can talk about that sure. um i do i, I do love a podcast with, with emma langford as you know but the thing is that um i have these playlists and the other a couple of weeks ago um I had to have an, a dinner in my house with a small group of people, safely, socially distanced, all that. And I'm very lucky that one of my best friends actually married one of my brothers. So she became a sister, which is okay. nice and handy. Uh, and, but we, we, we met when we were 12, 13, because we went to school together. Anyway, so we have, and music was a big thing that connected us. We, we you know, we were big into music, both of us. And we traveled the world together and everything. And basically all night I was um, kind of DJing okay and i'm i'm quite cheesy and manipulative these are you know things i gotta i gotta tell you right now and um i, I know how to work a crowd and um i just kept picking songs that would worked with like they weren't like jarring in mood but i knew they were from you know oh. when we were living in dublin when we oh. were traveling the world this is a song that i you know and just she said oh my god that was just good DJing skill and then coupled with a few drinks it yeah it heightens everything and yeah so um, I think I kind of dipped into what you were talking about in a way but I yeah. hope I didn't do any therapeutic damage to but you used your powers for good though you used your powers for good I did. and you were like you were like I know that you have these memories because I have them too yes I know that these music these musical uh bits are correlated with the moments in your life when you felt young and free and happy um, mm. or a little bit sad or whatever. And yeah. I'm going to chain these together along with drink to make <laughs> you feel great. Yes, yes. So you literally did precisely what I'm talking about. I kind of did. And you yeah. used your powers for good, right? They were for good. Awesome. They were. I, I mean, that's you, great. One funny little aside though around the playlist thing. Um, I was out for a drink about a year ago with my brother and my sister and we were just the music was so good it was so like song after song was so good and um i went up to get a drink and uh, i said to the guy behind the bar who's early 20s i said "Uh, this is a playlist is really good and he said oh yeah no it's a spotify playlist i said oh who put it together my mom (laughs) like yeah i I am old (laughs) weird weird um weird aside uh, we gotta finish up in a few minutes yeah. but um so a mate i've never had a record player mm. and a mate lent me his record player and some of his collection and i had this amazing moment last week where got home it was i went for a walk it was freezing lashing rain got home um uh made a made hot chocolates put like something alcoholic into the chocolates which I brought back from Australia, this orange liqueur, delicious. Ooh. And then put on this record, this Tom Waits record. And I was just like, ah, oh, this is amazing. You know? Yes. So now when I hear that song, I hope that I will remember how it felt about being warm with this lovely hot chocolate. Orange you know, hot chocolate um, and coziness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm totally getting, I don't have any space in my house for a record player, but I'm totally getting one. Mm. Um, because 
they're great. They're it's just a objectively class. It's a different way of listening as well. It's it much is. more present and it, yeah, it's a different experience. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. It is. But we we should we should probably um, wrap up because you are a busy busy man. But uh, yeah, we're gonna start uh, starting teaching in um, two four minutes. minutes. Okay, okay. So, yeah. Well, we're on the microphone. Actually, sounds really nice as well. Okay, well, Stephen um, got a new microphone. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the mic is good, and um, yeah. If you're if you're if you're um, no, I won't say it. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So look, can I just say thanks to everyone who's listening? Um, uh, and 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 I am reading all of your emails and uh, and you know you know uh, all the tweets and stuff. Um, I'll put a thing out on the the Proust questionnaire. Fill it out. Um, the there's a button at the end where you can see everyone else's response. Mm-hmm. Um, so so push that if nothing else, just for the gawk, you know, just to see. <laughs> you know how soulful the average <laughs> listener is there's like 15 responses on this already and i think we've sent one tweet so if i push it out a few more times this week and you we'll thought get... we don't you thought we don't even want a listener yeah 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 so yeah. you can find it on at and steve talk on twitter and uh we I'll, there's a list of credits at the end from how you can follow us so um yeah, totally do all those things listen steven best of luck being back in the back in the teaching world yeah. and until next week have a good one You too. Take care. Bye. You have been listening to Anne and Steve Talk Stuff, a Limerick Post podcast produced by Eric Fitzgerald. Theme tune is performed and composed by David Blake. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends. You can now follow the show on Twitter at Anne Steve Talk. You can get Stephen at Stephen Kinsella. He's a Stephen with a PH. Anne at Anne Blake 78. That's an Anne without an E. And the Limerick Post at Limerick Post.